Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Well, good afternoon out there, everyone. In the summer of 2006, our guest, Carol Ashland, experienced a six-week period of miracle experiences that completely altered her view of reality and the path before us all. It brings her great joy to help people discover and own their own intuitive and healing gifts, release their inner shadows, serve as a channel for their spiritual realm, and collaboratively share in the magic and majestic spiritual reality all of this offers to everyone. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Paula, Carol has a quote on her website by Carl Jung. And it says, your vision will only become clear when you look into your heart. Who looks outside dreams. Who looks inside awakens. My whole body actually swells with chi every time I say this quote. It is just magnificent. Well, I bet we have some great stories to uncover with Carol today. Um, Carol holds a master's degree in education from California State University in Sacramento and a bachelor's degree in sociology from University of California, Davis. Now, after working several years as a college learning specialist, Carol entered the private sector as an educational and spiritual consultant. And for the past 26 years, she has taught courses in learning styles, accelerated learning, intuition, and spiritual development. Carol's one-on-one services include soul integration work, channeled readings, colored light sessions, aromatherapy, and neurofeedback assessments, and property spiritual ghost energy clearing. And there is more, Paula. Yeah, there is. It's a great deal more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Carol received her colored light training from Dr. John Downing, OD and PhD, and was certified in the Downing Technique of Neurosensory Development in 1988. Her pioneering research on the efforts of colored light on on learning disabled students at California State University in Sacramento has been recognized internationally and publicized in the Education Resource Information Center, the International Association of New Science Journal, and referenced in various books such as Mega Brain Power by Michael Hutchinson and Super Learning 2000 by Sheila Ostrander and Lynn Schroeder. In 1999, Carol was certified in EEG neural feedback training by the National Registry of Neurofeedback Providers. Well, I'm going to have to say, I've known Carol for a couple of years, and she is a very (laughs) humble person because I did not have any idea of her background, and I was astonished looking at her um, bio. It was just outstanding. Carol, we're just so happy to have you with us. Welcome. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hi. We're going forward. Wow. Uh, Carol, 
when did you first discover that you were intuitive? Well, you know, I had a little bit of ESP awareness when I was younger as a child, but that was all really repressed. It wasn't um, fostered in my family. So it wasn't really till my mid-20s I had an experience with... um, Actually, the Berkeley Psychic Institute uh, was my first introduction at a Whole Earth Festival at UC Davis, and it intrigued me, and I went for a reading. Um, And a pretty interesting introduction to that world was that I um, actually had someone tell me that they could see my mother, and I was just blown away that somebody could even have that conversation because my mother died when I was 10 years old. And I all of a sudden, somebody's telling me she's over my shoulder. So that was the first time I'd even had a reference to that. And she proceeded to um, actually tell me, which shocked me. I was thinking, what would my mother say to me after all these years? And she actually shocked me by saying that my mother was angry with me and that um, she thought I could have healed her. And that was a real dramatic introduction to having a, a contact with my mother. And that night I went home and I um, ended up um, being a lot of tears. The people I went with had really good readings. I didn't know what to make of this data. And my roommate happened to see me and and uh, I wouldn't even talk to her. And, and I just cried and was angry with God or didn't know what that was all about. And it just shook all of my reality up. And the next day my roommate um, was prompted to buy me a card announced to me and it uh, brought home in space that my mother was alive and well and, and very much in love with me. And it had to do with a poem that she had taught me when I was nine years old after she'd come home from the hospital. And it was one of the only few poems I had ever memorized. She said, you know, choose one that you can memorize. And and uh, it was a, the time has come, the walrus said, to talk of many things, of shoes and ships and sealing wax and cabbages and kings and why the sea is boiling hot and whether pigs have wings which to many people wouldn't mean a lot, but for me it was big words for a nine-year-old. And uh, my roommate had no idea. She got the card because she thought it was pretty and artistic, and yet she was so excited to give it to me. And that began a very deep journey into exploring um, if my mother's alive, who I missed and loved um, deeply, I was going to figure out how I could, too, have connection with the other side. Wow. wow, just that's receiving that, that's quite a connection. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you must I know have been story. so blown away. Yeah, that yeah. story gave me the chills. I mean, yeah. your roommate found the poem that you memorized <laughs> with your mother. I mean, that's, it's, you know, it's almost like your mother directed her to what card to, to get for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she did. She said she was walking out of the store. She said, I, Carol's upset, I don't know why. I'm going to go during my lunch break from work and go in the store. And she didn't see anything that was right. And then as she just leaving the store, she found that. And when I asked her, I was like, why? I was actually crying when I asked her, why did you get this? And she thought she'd done something wrong. She said, well, it's pretty. She was an artist. And I've never seen that card before or since, you know, which is even more phenomenal. (laughs) It's like, wow, I have it to this day. It's just such an amazing you know, I don't know many poems by heart. My mother was an English literature major and, you know, taught English. And so um, just everything about that was profound for me. That's like a quantum leap. <laughs> like it was just placed in that place for her to grab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So was yeah. that your first push then into uh, exploring the the other side? Yeah, so what I proceeded to do was then start taking classes and starting to learn, and it was very frustrating. I had actually had a class at UC Davis, Altered States of Consciousness, with Charles Tart. I explored a little, but I didn't grasp as much as some because what I was ultimately to learn is um, a lot of the classes for intuitive or learning just didn't work for me. I'd go and I'd be like, wow, I really want this, and people would be getting all these great things, and and it w- nothing was coming together, and I was like, no, I'm going to figure this out. I-, I have to talk to my mom. If my mom is trying to talk to me, I've got to do this. And and finally, the bells finally went on later on. Here I'm this learning specialist at the college, and I'm teaching about learning styles. And finally, I it all the dawning came on me that, um, you know, I'm going to class for visual learners, and I'm not a strong visual learner, and I had a need- needed a different entry point to connecting. And so... Um, ended up ultimately dating a man a few years later that 
had um, Ouija board experience, and he didn't. He put it down and didn't want anything to do with it. And I talked him into showing me about that. And my mother came in again through him, and it was clearly her. There's just he brought in information he didn't know, and and I was told I could potentially learn through that. I was more kinesthetic learner, and I I would literally sit with a board and just I wouldn't do anything on my own, but. I hid myself away for hours and hours and hours and hours until I finally could learn to get that going. <clears throat> and um, and then a year or so later, I was in Sedona, and I discovered my first trip to Sedona. All of a sudden, I discovered that my fingers were talking to me. I could hear words through my fingers. I didn't understand that. That was like a blow away. But it was, again, that kinesthetic thing. And what happened is I gave up the board and... Um, now I talk through my finger, or hear vibration through my fingers. You More still like do? <sighs> yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's tell us more. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, and that's not in a book anywhere. And that's the profound aspect of it. It's like I get what I think of vibration and sense reading is like computers do zeros and ones, and it translates to language. And somehow, my whole body is used as a vibrational field and somehow things translate through me through vibration and I hear then the words. What does it feel so like that, on your fingers? What 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 does it feel like? I mean what I mean, does it make you stop and just like hear the vibration? I mean you're really quiet. What what really happens? Well, it's hard to put into words. Um I literally open my palm and my hand up, my right hand's easiest, and I let the move my fingers begin moving and the minute they move the the pulse through that pulse I literally hear words. And Oh, that's almost like an antenna. Yeah. Yeah. So I so let my fingers do the talking, you know, instead of the walking. <laughs> and it's kind of a funny way. And I can hear it. I can hear through my third eye it takes more energy and exhausts me, so I, by listen, letting my fingers run, I can talk longer and, and listen longer. Um, and then a funny story I like to tell because it's just, it shows, you know, to break out of our box of how we think energy works at the time. My ex-husband had said, well, can you channel through your toes? And I said, well, I don't know. Let's see. And he tied my hand behind my back, and I channeled through my toes, and, you know, just letting information flow because the body is the body. It can receive. It's an antenna, and it can receive anywhere. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what happens? Can you actually, when you're you're receiving, can you be on the keyboard then and just type in the information as you're receiving, or do you just speak it? You know, I usually just speak it. Um, Typing isn't my forte. I have. I've sat, but that it tends to slow me down. So um, I tend to just let it come through and then just, you know, say it out. Or say internally. Have you ran across anyone else that works this way? No, uh, I haven't yet. But you know, some of my students. Since, but the really nice part about this is because I now I've been teaching intuition for a lot of years. It's um, it puts me in touch with teaching others about different ways of operating, and all of it's really coming down to not getting stuck on what somebody else does, but what's innately right for us, which could be a combination of things. And that's where a lot of people get blocked. They get psychic blocks because they're so busy trying to look like John Edwards or whoever they've seen that they think that's what it's supposed to look like for them. And so, it, you know, I'm a walking testament to the fact that energy has its own expression and to get in touch with it is really key for opening up and really understanding what we're individually here to most actively get and receive or how we get and receive things. Are What's you... Are you uh, sorry, Paula, go ahead. It's interesting how we get a toolbox full of tools before we begin <laughs> our journey because I feel as though um, your toolbox of working with the disabled children and knowing uh, that each person learns differently actually was a tool to help you. Oh, absolutely. I look now and just go, wow, that has just given me such a wonderful foundation for the teaching process, sure. Hmm. You have ongoing research in what you're doing here? Um, 
how would you reframe research for me? Well, <clears throat> you're using this technique. It must. I, I, I can imagine. For some reason, I'm able to pull in and understand exactly what you're saying, and I'm wondering if others might be able to use this more. Um, more easily than, like you say, the third eye. Um, and have you worked with children on this basis or, or um, others that it just it's easier for them as well? You know, I have worked. I haven't worked as extensively with children, but I've worked with some, and they tend to dive in in their own way. I'd say the majority of people are wired visually, and then my kinesthetic people, I have a lot of compassion for because. I know how challenging it is to learn that language, but I would say I haven't necessarily had them get the information the same way. I think they're learning to feel and hear it um, through a different, maybe more third eye awareness seems to be more the active way for kinesthetic people, and more through feeling and understanding and trusting that and pulses of awareness that come through. Wow. And when was the first time? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, and it's also for many kinesthetic people, it's more about perhaps textures. I have people that are like gifted at textures, you know, and understanding language that way. The subtle energy field is really dynamic, and and so um, how it wants to express um, is really wide and varied, and that's where I see a lot of variations and what people can, um, what's their strong suit. So when was the first time you received messages from um, Archangel Michael or or Matthew? Archangel, hmm, Matthew's probably been over 12 years. I've been working directly with him as a very deep personal guide. So he's someone I do a lot of work with um, extensively. And Michael might have come, Archangel Michael might have come in probably around the same time, maybe earlier, I actually started really going to him when I found out that I was really going to be doing a lot of energy clearing work. And it became really important to me to um, draw upon him to support the work rather than doing it without that overseeing, just to keep my energy clear and safe. Matthew gives lots of messages. Um, I'm wondering if... Recently, you've received a message from Matthew that you think is important to let our listening audience know about that maybe it might have surprised you in his deliverance. (laughs) There's kind of a two-part response to that. Um, Actually, a funny story, because guys are very interesting. Anyway, um, uh, I went to John of God a couple of years ago, and um, the woman I went with I do an exchange with, and Matthew has um, she used to work side by side as assistant John of God, and she's more her guides are more of the Catholic John of God tie-in on a religious basis. So Matthew comes in non-denominationally, but she really enjoys him, and um, she's going off to um, Brazil again to take another group. And uh, I guess he contacted her a week ago and said, "You need to call Carol." And um, a couple days ago, he he dropped back into her space and said. Um, you didn't call Carol yet. You need to call her. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I love the surprise. So she was busy on the phone talking to me. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's the sp- surprising nature of I get messages a lot, and it tickles me, you know, what he brings through for me. It tickles me that they play with other people to get our attention on different levels as well. <laughs> yeah. I know oh. sometimes – I was going to say sometimes when I receive messages, they make them all funny, so I laugh. It's almost like, you know, messages that um, you wouldn't anticipate ever receiving, and when it's done that way, you know that it's really coming through. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I do get that. I, You know, I don't I, – I'm not pulling up an exact one, but it is. Sometimes there'll be a surprise. Uh, and sometimes uh, with one of my clients, Matthew was playing with her, and she just burst into laughter because usually he's more <laughs> tender. Uh, he is. He's, t- he's tender, but he just – he kind of used some of her own phrasing, and – and, you know, it's just like he, he'll throw jokes in occasionally just to keep people on their toes and just because he knows what tickles them. And I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, speaking of John of God, you went actually went to Brazil and um, were there, what, a week or 
10 days, I think. Yeah. 10 days. How was that experience? It was really wonderful. Um, and, you know, very um, the, the energy of the area, there were a lot of things. It wasn't just John of God. For me, it was all of the experiences um, in the vicinity. We were, um, and just being able to meditate in in that um where he is, the, I had amazing experiences. He has huge crystals next to him, like five-foot-high, six-foot-high crystals um, near him in that room. And I had amazing experiences with the crystals also. Um, we were there for his birthday. And it happened to be his birthday, and they had a big celebration for the community. And uh, my partner ended up taking some amazing orb photos. He has, I mean, the pictures that he got were just Stunning. I've never seen that many orbs in the sky. So, um, and then another really, I mean, John of God was fascinating. We, I actually got to watch one of his um, operations up close and personal, and and that's phenomenal to witness that. I actually had a psychic surgery, and I thought, how am I going to stay in bed for 24 hours? You know, that sounds like a lot, and boy, I just used it. I mean, you were just tired. Done. <laughs> and all of us that went yeah. through that, no, we had to sleep. He said, you need to sleep, and we all needed to sleep. Oh, how, how wonderful that you had that um, experience. So the person that, that actually Matthew told to call you is Tanya, who you went with to John of God. Yes. Yes, yes. Now, I know Tanya uses light... Um, therapy and do you use light therapy yeah it's a different form she has uh, what john of god's crystal bed which flashes lights directly through crystals via different colors right onto the body so it's chakra lights that are coming down <clears throat> the light i use is actually directed towards the eye itself there's different colors and there's different frequencies so you can go from into different states of the brain from alpha Theta, delta, or even up higher into beta, and so whatever frequent you actually working with the color spectrum with an actual frequency. So let's say I took green, and depending on what you needed, I might be putting you in a really low low vibration, like a low blinking state that would bring your mind into more of a alpha rhythm, which would help access different memories, or I could turn it up higher if you needed to be more clear and focused. So it originally started how I came through that through the college was for learning disabilities. It's great for opening up um, the mind for memory and clarity and focus and also a wide array of things, but education was the start. It also has a lot of spiritual energy, and once I took it privately, that's where I del- you know, started del- diving into what can I do with this <clears throat> with people. Um, which is pretty miraculous, <laughs> too, because it's a door. It's like a gateway and vibration of how you can move in through the eyes and have um, the body change. The reason the eye is key is our eyes are like an extension of the brain, and what happens is through life or through head trauma or through emotional trauma, a lot of the synapses close and shut down. You know, especially like with post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, they even did a research study with San Francisco cops, you know, that go through a lot of trauma. And it's like our eyes begin to literally shut down what it can't see. And direct stimulation to the eye will actually reopen the pathways and bring more chi and life force back into the body. Hmm. Well, so do you work with... Uh, do you work with children, uh, autistic children and learning disability children? I've worked with learning disabled, and I haven't been doing that recently, um, but I have had some come in with some very significant results with that. And you know, my primary, I'm primarily doing more work with adults these days. I had one gal um, who had actually been, it's not a medical model, and I never claim it as such, but if there's benefits on that are that end up being of benefit to that, all, all the more power to it. Um, I've had a few people, um, one gal had been on antidepressants for over 15 and a half years, and after she did what was called a series of light, like rebuilding the body, she went off her antidepressants. Her choice. I didn't. That wasn't my advising, but she felt she could do that. 
I've had a few people that had my fibromyalgia that had their symptoms dramatically reduced because of the energy and it, that changed in their system, as well as journeys that people have taken and insights that have come. You know, just it, it's a huge tool. Have you ever I used was music talking with? with yeah. Pardon? Have you ever used music with it? Oh yeah, with yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll do tones, you know, sound frequencies with it, and um, blending it. Sure. Also for journey work, I used to have people years ago. I had this amazing group of people that I would actually do guided journeys with their eyes open, looking at the light, and they would hit into dimensions more clearly than if their eyes were closed, and the knowledge that came through would just be phenomenal, like, oh, my goodness, you know. And I don't know why it was that particular group that were so able to do that, but they did, and and so it would just be this um, magical exploration into something, like doorways would open up, like a little portal. (laughs) Almost LSD trip. (laughs) Well, are different different, um, colors of lights... Um, uh, I, you know, you said creating certain aspects, allowing things to open, but mm-hmm. are there certain lights like um, a purple violet or, you know, or an orange or, or yellow or green or turquoise? Um, are there any aspects that you would see specifically connected to healing in different areas of the body or anything like that? Yeah, well, the original work with Dr. Downing was looking at, let's say, the red spectrum, which would be anything yellow, orange, red, was used when people were really sluggish um, and had a slower um, responsive pattern. You would use red or orange or yellow uh, because it runs at a faster speed and heightens the energy of the body versus somebody who is really fast and almost hyperactive, sometimes you would use the opposite. You go to blues and greens and purples. So there are certain guiding principles in just color in general that might be used to help influence just the natural rhythm of the body. If you were really slow, being able to speed up the rhythm of the body can then help bring it into a better calibration or very fast slowing it down and so the body can adapt. So the eyes are taking that in and, and, um, and doing some balancing work that way. And then some of the more fascinating things that came out of some research that I also explored with is um, out of Texas, somebody was doing some work psychotherapeutically with um, discovering that if you change the pattern of the energy, let's say if it was more at 15, rate, uh, 15 cycles per second versus three, depending on what the, dis- the, the color can distort to somebody's eyes, like you might see... Um, instead of seeing a really clear green, you might see a distorted green. Well, it's like a work sharp. And once you start exploring what's inside the pa- distorted pattern, you can actually clear the energy of the blocks or whatever the information is there. And then when, whoever, when you've done the inner work, all of a sudden the green starts getting clearer and starts feeling like you're lo- that person's looking at it, and all of a sudden all those distortions have disappeared. You know, sometimes when you look at, um, for instance, a color at, you're at, you're in the sun or or it doesn't have to be in the sun but for instance if you were looking at red and then you close your eyes the red can become green it's kind of like a pattern that over mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> so this this I'm trying to think if someone were really needing more energy they were looking at red and then they closed their eyes and they went to the green area would I mean, would that mean anything like the body was shifting and trying, um, doing its own thing? <laughs> it might, you know. It, that really would be more, for me, that would be more a case of inquiry because I would never want to say an absolute just in the work that I've done to say, okay, it's all the same for everybody. I'd be asking, you know, is that red and green and the synapses are the two closest colors, of the, how the eyes detect them. So I'm not sure. Um, I think those are pretty common ways to see energy as it shifts. So if it's a physiological thing or it's an energetic need, that would be something I would then go into mm-hmm. more inquiry to say, you know, does that mean something? And if it does, what is that? Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm going to go into another um, theme here. I want. When did you first start 
um, channeling Archangel Michael or Matthew for other people? Um, Michael, I did Archangel Michael. I did not start doing work with him until about after I went through that huge awakening period about seven years ago. I started. He asked me to start doing workshops and. Um, group workshops and classes, and Matthew's probably been about 12, 10, 10 or 12 years. So I know that you do um, one-on-one and then mm-hmm. you do groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the difference between the one-on-one and, and the groups? Um, there are overlays, but the one-on-one really allows the... Um, session to be so individualized to the person so that their um, whatever is most needed for them can be just explored and taken into. A lot of the work when I'm doing, let's say, with Matthew is he's looking at the energy system and taking somebody um, on their own personal journey. And I have to say this year the journeys are getting pretty intense um, and fast, it's so amazing to me. I mean, I go energetically through the journey with the person, so kinesthetically I'm feeling it and experience a lot, even as I sit as, as a vessel. But this year there's been so much more multidimensional work going on for myself and for others. Um, so it's, and the complexity of what's being cleared is just huge. Um, and I, I feel it's all part of the shifting time, like, for us to become whole, I'm grasping it so much on such a different level because it's one thing to say, what are we doing in this life, you know, and, and what do we need to clear here? But a lot of it is um, also beginning to do a lot more, not only past life work, which I've done for years, but blending lives together, different past lives together, different reality components together, and beginning this whole merging of different aspects of the self so that our multidimensional selves are now coming into a greater sense of wholeness. So uh, as an example, last week I was working with someone, and it was pretty funny because I was listening to Michael, I mean, uh, Matthew before I began the session, and and I just get an overview before I'm going to work with somebody, and he's given me a little bit of a preview, and he says, wow, he says, this is really complex. I'm looking at these patterns. I've got to talk to Archangel Michael and get some (laughs) input here because, you know, I have to understand these threads and said, wow, that's pretty interesting. He doesn't usually have to refer out when he's looking at something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then he comes back and he says, okay, we've got this. This is really layered. This is a very layered, complex dynamic we're going to work with. And so, and working with this person, um, he said we had in the current life, he wasn't happy about what was happening in her body in the physical, in, like in the physical right now, but he was also looking at this overlay of a past life. And she gave me permission to share this, so I'm not, um, not um, being out of ethics here. So she um, had what it turned out was she actually had just recently, through doing healing work with somebody, taken an enti- entity on in this life, and it was in her space. And so he knew that had to clear, but at the same time he knew that the energy of where it came in was tied into a weakness that had happened in a past life. So you had to clear the entity in the present life, go into this whole thing. And he says, no, it's something you did recently. And she couldn't quite put her finger on it till he said, no, it's within the last two weeks. And all of a sudden the light went on. She'd been working with a vet, um, doing healing work with a vet, and all of a sudden realized, okay, that's where this entry came in. You know, a, a host, somebody that being was hosting just jumped into her space. So we had that running, and, her, and in the meantime, she didn't really understand why her sister was telling her she was being more crabby than usual. <laughs> in the last two weeks, she hadn't been herself, but she just thought it was her not just being crabby, and just that's the way I am, and that's how it is, not realizing somebody else was in her space creating the crabbiness. Wow. Yeah. So, so then, on top of that, we go back to a past life where she had actually been um, – out in the field and she'd been struck by a hoe and she'd been injured and and she actually part of her splintered out and left her body and there is a whole part of part of her soul in that life fragmented and so as part of her soul left her body in that life another entity came in to that embodiment we ended up having to create a healing of the soul fragment coming back to the body as well as clearing that entity out of her body and healing the whole which was Kate creating the weakness in her energy field so this current host today could have come through. 
I mean, that's how complex it was. And all and, and things I didn't know, she said, oh, where she saw this actual hoe hit her in that life, she's had a significant weakness in her body this life, in that space. And she could feel like a back pain that was there. So I know it's a lot, but it's like this is the navigation of what's, I mean, it's like amazing navigation <laughs> running through sometimes in terms of what wants to heal. And then the blending and healing of her soul self there. And what I can say that's so what I get on some level, not so much intellectually, but just sort of on a knowing level is that as people are healing especially when there's soul fragments or entities going home, it's like we think of time like that was then, that's now. But what I realize is that more of the work today is being directed to help people heal different space continuums and do energy healing for that continuum. Does that make sense? Yes. Everything everything affects everything. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are helping a part of you in another life, become whole again. It's helping you to become whole again here. And th- it's all threaded. So the multidimensional selves is not just about clearing where we are now, but all of us. And even for myself, I, this year has opened up these doors of different parts of myself where a more advanced aspect of myself is now, one of, one of my more advanced aspects of myself is now guiding me to help me catch up. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's interesting because for some reason I I just kind of got a vision like when you're working with Matthew, he might be sending you almost like mandalas in advance, like like before you even do what you need to do. It's kinda, have you thought about that at all? No, like but that's a, a that's a fascinating picture. Um, and what. I understand. Is, sometimes he'll give me a snippets and I just laugh. I'll get like a one-word phrase and I go, that's going to be a session, and then it turns out to be this amazing session. you know. But I think it's just that my body, I, I think that's an interesting picture to think about a mandala because I know my body is being used in part to help that energy be navigated. Yeah. Do we have parallel lives? Yeah. Yeah. And you could say even our past lives aren't really so past. It's just our perception of them being past, let alone our future <laughs> lives, <laughs> right? Wow. So do you see future lives too? Well, it's only a future because, yeah, it's only a future because we think of time in a linear fashion. Yeah. So are we operating on every level at one time then is what you're saying? Yeah. And so the more you're attuned and working and integrating with these different aspects of yourself and you're unifying with that, then your multidimensional self is becoming more whole and back into balance, and then you're able to operate on more dimensions simultaneously. Plus, I think we come in groups. We come in, and so when we're healing one aspect of us or a thread, does that simultaneously heal the group that we came in to work with? Yes, and that's what I was saying. Yeah, we are, because we are definitely connected. We're, we, it's sort of like that butterfly effect. We're having that influence. And that's one of the things I'm seeing in the, in the private work is even, let's say uh, I had a client that wronged a group of people. She's actually then been guided not only just to heal the shame and guilt of whatever that soul went through, that soul aspect of herself, but actually at times given permission to go back and send healing light and reparations, you know, to do some type of um, balance for that soul group, which is then healing the group on a larger scale than just say she just went back to her past life and dealt with herself. An intentional healing for the whole. The whole group. Mm-hmm. And we may not even know who's in our group. I mean, we we touch a lot of people but i mean we probably haven't seen everyone in our group yet <laughs> right That's right oh no no we, you know we're down here in the little mystery <laughs> you know we don't <laughs> we don't get to see it all we're not going to either you know I, I i give into that but it's still fun to know what we know and work with that right what about the children that have, the new children that have come in like the crystal and the indigo children um what about those individuals are I mean, do they have karma, or are they, are they just coming in to support our new, our new development here on Earth? 
Well, I haven't worked more recently with younger ones, but I have to even say the indigo children that I do work with, younger adults, I'll say, that I've been working with, definitely have karma. But what's amazing to me in working with them is how vast their awareness is. They just grasp things so much faster and have a greater network of understanding. So working with them, it's just it's just amazing to me to see um, concepts that adults might, you know, at our age might go, wow, you know, what is that, or wrap our minds around it. I mean, I've been involved enough that I can get it, but just as a start out, they may not have done much work. They're jumping into inner work for the first time, and yet their reservoir of understanding is so much greater. Now, I've been in groups that you've channeled, and what I have observed is when someone asks a question, because there's you know there's not enough time and space all the time for everyone to ask a question, but mm-hmm. when someone asks a question in the group, that question um, is generic. Uh, I mean, it's like, oh wow, that's a question I would have asked. Do you find that true that the that when you answer that question for one person it's helping the whole group? Often. I think that's true. And even if it's not directly our question, we may know people that have that are dealing with a similar issue. So that if the answer is universal enough, then there's validity or something insight in there that may be useful to take either for ourselves or for others that we know. Mm-hmm. Let me take a second out here and let people know that we're talking with Carol uh, Ashland, and her website is mandalahealingartscenter.com. Again, mandalahealingartscenter.com. And um, she's sharing with us today about healing arts. Go ahead, Paula. So uh, when, I, when I was talking to you, couple of nights ago, you said that you were going to tune in to um, Matthew and Archangel uh, Michael and ask if there's any special messages that uh, they wanted you to share with us. Um, Did you receive any special messages? Well, actually, um, I Matthew actually said that he would um, be open to doing a, allowing me to do a channel through, if that's good for you. Oh, that would be perfect right now. Okay, and so okay, <laughs> okay. So um, I'm not sure the timing. I'll just be with it. Um, and so I know what he wants to do is maybe do an overview of some ideas and maybe do a little bit of having you tune in to an energy that he'll be explaining. Um, and all I would like um, for listening audiences as well is just to maybe take a moment to breathe in some light and quiet in. This is the white light of Matthew. I'm happy to be here and happy to be with people who are open to exploring and looking into their own possibilities of being more clear and receptive to their truer nature. One of the things that stands out for me as I look at the world today is just how dramatically things are changing on so many levels. And the energy of change is quite an issue for many because what's happening is a lot of fears and frustrations or uncertainties are popping forward as a result. Of course, all of this is necessary to bring us to the next step in our evolutionary path. But what I do see is that change is really creating a lot of challenges in a combination of ways. And so what I'd like to do today is talk a little bit about an energy field that I think is helpful to be attuned to if you choose. And what I'd like to do is call it the clarity ray or a clear ray. Often you think of colors when you're working with energy, which is excellent because colors certainly can help you and assist you in your path. But I also like clarity or clear rays because they really bring into alignment a greater responsiveness to being clear. 
And the reason I say this is I see many people going through a stage in their lives where they feel they're uncertain or they don't know what to do. They don't know what they think about things. They're uncertain where they're supposed to go or how they feel. And what happens is there's a repetition of patterning, of stating to oneself, I don't get it, I don't know, I don't understand, I don't have any um, way of figuring it out. And that language in and of itself brings people back into more of the same. It's like it's a creation of the same pattern. And that pattern simply keeps one stuck in the pattern. So rather than being stuck in the pattern, what I recommend is perhaps reframing the awareness itself with energy. And subtle energy, in my estimation, is the fastest way to begin bringing about change. And that doesn't mean it's all instantaneous, but it's certainly an avenue of bringing about another level of consciousness. Whether you're intellectually aware of change or not, the intention to create change through vibration is one of the fastest ways to direct your body to begin responding to different registries of information. So, for example, in this moment, if you would, I'd ask that you would take a moment to invite in what I call a clear ray. You don't have to see it. You might just imagine that there's a clear ray. In fact, if you were to open up your mind to the idea of a glass of water that was clear, you could see through it, that kind of energy would be there. So you might feel it, you might see it, you might sense it, you might think it, you might know it. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter how it appears. What I'd recommend is that you take the moment to breathe in and just to attune with your intention, the, with your intention to bring in the energy of clarity. And now let's take a specific example of something that might be going on in your life. For instance, you're feeling unsettled about a relationship, a work dynamic, something that you have to make a choice about and you're not certain about it. Just let one of those things that you might feel a bit of questioning about come into your reference at this time. And then make a note of where you notice it most in your body. Perhaps you feel a constriction in your throat. Perhaps your heart hurts. Perhaps you feel pain in your finger. It does not matter where. Just note where that energy tends to highlight some type of response in your physical beingness. So with your intention, I'd like you to continue focusing on whatever that situation is. And with your intention, also ask the ray of clarity or clear ray to come to that area, not needing to fix it or understand it, just bringing the subtle energy of clarity to it. Just let it be. Now, one of the things that happens is most times people focus on their physical form, which is excellent, but you know you have other energy bodies. So I'm going to do a little guidance here to continue on the journey of opening up your system to more clarity. So the next thing is, is wherever you have located that sensation of tightening or some sense of unsettlement, what I'd like you to do is to bring your energy awareness out about 12 inches from that space, directly across from it. So in front of you or behind you or to the side of you, depending on where you've located that ache or pain or that sensation. And what I'd like you to do is to intend that this is your emotional space, this is your emotional field, and ask clarity to center here with that energy.
Now, you may notice that the energy is a little murkier here, or it might be a little clearer, but it most likely is going to get a little more, what I'd say, murky, because your emotional body tends to hold a lot of the energy. And so you just want to let that ray run there. And often, if you're intuitive, you can begin to get insights about what else you might need to do to help bring more resolution to your circumstance If you don't have that awareness, that's okay because you're simply intending to bring more light and more direction to the energy itself. So let's move your attention out even further. Let's say three to five feet from the body, same um, location but directly across from that space. So perhaps three to five feet out into your mental field. So the mental energy body is your intention and asking mental field to have clarity involved in it now. And one final space for clarity to sit, and that's out in the spiritual field, six to eight feet from the body, and asking clarity to go across from whatever space you've noticed, asking the energy of the clear ray, the clarity ray, to permeate this space as well. Now, as an exercise that would be lovely for you to play with is to bring that ray from the spiritual field, six to eight feet from your body, all the way back to that place inside the body that has been unsettled and see if you're able to bring more light, more direction, more fluency between the spaces because often what happens is those channels get blocked and one one subsystem is not talking to another. So we'll take a few moments here to just get the energy flowing from, let's say, drawing the energy six to eight feet from the body all the way into the physical form and envisioning the clear ray running from that space to wherever it is you're focused on. Now, for many of you, you may not feel like you have instant understanding of change, but as you intentionally, continuously work with the idea that you can bring clarity, that's a field. Everything has a frequency. Everything has a signature. If you bring clarity to whatever it is that's confusing you, rather than re-establishing your confusion, you'll begin to build up a better response pattern for your body to listen to. So when we look at clarity, we can understand it has the capacity to heal things that you don't necessarily know are there or may not be visible to you. And the more you work with intention and focus that attention, you begin to build a greater relationship with the subtle fields and they begin to recognize your willingness to work with them and so you may begin to grasp that you may need to do something different or see something different or understand something differently because you're anticipating a shift in this relationship that you have with whoever or whatever it is you're working with so this is a small sample of energy but it is profound Clarity can work on all levels, and just inviting it in, if you wish, just through your energy field in general is a great way to help you in these days and these times when confusion is likely to occur. Because as you know, it is a great opportunity to grow, and sometimes that growth is not so easy to accept. But bringing in that ray will support you as you move forward and give you that extra nudge you need to open up. And so at this time, though there may be a lot of questions in your minds, I 
ask you to stay centered in your hearts and to simply open up to that beauty within and to accept that you are here right now as you need to be and that answers will be revealed as you are ready. Let the clarity continue within. Blessings. And so coming back, Carol, coming back now, I would say, Paula, you asked me earlier about group um, and what's the difference. I think um, Matt, Matthew actually teaches classes, and he actually helps groups to learn to work collectively and collaboratively, as does Archangel Michael. We're learning a lot more of how we support each other in such an exercise like that where he would then perhaps take it to another level where we would ask more questions, understand how to harness it more fully, help support each other in harnessing that energy, and let it evolve into a greater, more crystallized understanding. Now, you teach um, different workshops. Um, Can you name a few in case people would like to have you come to their location and teach a workshop? Yeah, the Matthew teachings um, is actually one of them, and he he often will present it. It's a little bit like that or whatever he see, sees, so that's one where it's a, um opportunity like that. I sometimes do questions and answers um, where Matthew will just hold space for a group and then um, answer channel, channel answers individually to each person if they have a pressing question. And then I do work with Archangel Michael in doing what's called transmission work which is a little bit, I tend to see a little bit for more advanced people that are more attuned with their energy field where he's bringing in very specific energies um, to work through the energy body and bring it into a greater resonance. Um, A lot of times um, in group situations, especially ones that I've worked with for a while, we have a lot of different beings showing up, different species showing up just in support or in um, holding light for us all. So that's Lots of doorways opening, even though it's, quote, Matthew or Ma- Michael or whoever, um, there's a lot of um, spiritual healers joining in. So the room gets pretty crowded sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you want to uh, share? Um just really briefly, you know, I, in the mystical experiences that I went through years ago, um, during that period, I my I stepped through a doorway where I was completely awake and gifts turned on that I never had turned on. I all of a sudden could see three-dimensional. I could used to see images in clouds, but all of a sudden I was seeing 3D images turning and and becoming alive and aware. I had what I call a beautiful mind where information downloaded at an accelerated rate and I saw the synchronicity between all things. I saw miracles upon miracles upon miracles just going on. The ascended masters were teaching and working with me. It was just this profoundly amazing awareness and what and now I'm rebuilding back to hopefully re- be able to sustain some of that. I don't have some of those things turned on, but what I do know is that statement that things can happen in the twinkling of an eye is so absolutely true for me. And um, I hold open to that magic because we don't, you know, when we least expect it, miracles can happen on levels you can't even begin to imagine. Hmm. Wow. Well, these wonderful concepts. I was going to say these wonderful consciousness earthquakes <laughs> that are happening within people right now. Um, I, I I think it's just literally amazing. And um, your, the gifts that you share with us even today on this level is, is really beautiful, something that we can really take hold and go back into and, and, um, and assist, you know, our growth. That's really beautiful, Carol. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we're running out of we're running out of time, so let's just give out the uh, website one more time: mandalahealingarts.com. Again, it's mandala 
MandalaHealingArts.com. And you can contact wait, wait, wait. Carol. Paula, that Paula, website. Paula, Paula, wait a minute. It's MandalaHealingArtsCenter.com. Oh, Center. Oh, sorry. <gasps> we got to put yeah. the center in there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to state it, isn't it? We have to have the center. <laughs> I like that. That was, perfect. that was perfect. We do have to have the center. Yes. So, um, MandalaHealingArtsCenter.com. So, thank you so and we've much. Been for being with with Carol. We've been talking with Carol Ashland and, uh, and working with Healing Arts. Um, Carol, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Bye.